Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Luke. Hello. I've got a problem, mate. Oh, God. I've decided to start micro-dosing. Oh, yeah? And right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm off my nut. I mean, Mush- I'm, I'm not taking, like... Because it's like LSD, isn't it, that people do? Or a tiny mushroom. They take a tiny bit of, like, kind of psychoactive substances, don't they, in the morning, and yeah. it helps them sort of be more productive through the day. But I've been drinking a pint of beer every morning. Oh, right. And I keep falling into Like stuff. your mate Matt, but less, even less healthy. <laughs> He's hoping people don't micro-dose this show, Peter. Yeah. Listen Epi- to them all. Episode 1-1 one, one, whatever of the Luke and Pete show. That's the Pete Donaldson over there. Micro-dosing Donaldson, they call him. I smell, I smell like beer. Pete the Dose Donaldson. Pete the Dose Donny. And uh, I am the Luke in this situation. Oh. Thank you very much for joining us. If it's your first time here and you're starting on this episode, you're very welcome. <laughs> Take your top off. I want to show you where the lungs are. Yeah, hardly any of it will make sense. Mm. Um, last time around, we left you, Pete, uh, being, let's say, molested by a this member of the straight church. Up touching up. But you also mentioned at the back end of that, and I think this is where we should start this week. Mm. And by the way, if you want to get in touch, it's hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. We'd love to hear from you. And we're at Luke and Pete Show on Twitter. We ended last week's or last last show around with you casually tossing out there as a little um, bit of a, a little breadcrumb. All right. Um, a little bit of chicken feed, yeah. as they say in the, in the spy game, mm. uh, of how you had a one-man show mm. about the 80s slash 90s sitcom, Bread. Yeah. Tell us more. A very British sitcom, let's say. Yeah, give Nobody, people the background, because I've never seen it. It's a Liverpool, I think they were Liverpoolians, uh, based kind of um, hard luck sitcom, uh, where everyone came together at the end. And learned a little bit about themselves and each other. Right. Um, like after, Thundercats. A little bit like Thundercats, but less um, Lothar. Next time, I'll stay at home. <laughs> snuff. <laughs> snuff, you cunt. Let's do it again. Next time, I'll stay at home. Ah, you know. Can't that. Ah, you know. I'm a stupid little cat thing. <laughs> Every. <laughs> That wasn't that wasn't line. I was trying to do. Um, it was just. That sounds like Panthro. Panthro. Ha, ha, ha. We've yeah. done we've done um, Thundercats bloopers before, haven't we? Have we? Where, can't, where Panthro can't say Samuel Flange. He's going, Samuel Flange. What the fuck is Samuel Flange? Yeah, yeah, not that. And we, did we also discuss the rather more problematic outtakes of Alf, the '90s puppet-based sitcom, uh, where he's right. shouting a load of racial epithets between <laughs> wow. Um, scenes. Wow. Can't pull out on this. Impossible. Can't. Literally can't. <laughs> Impossible. Uh, horrific. It's, it's absolutely horrendous. I, mean, I presume the guy was white who was controlling him. I would say that's probably a pretty safe bet, yeah. Mm. Um, carry on. Bread. 90s sitcom. <laughs> set in Liverpool. Uh, what happened? I'm just saying Alf might be a member of the... Of the black, I, don't, I don't think he is. A BME group. It's quite a notorious... But the controller is... No, a... it's quite a notorious racial thing. Mm. Yeah, I'll give you more than that. But yeah, okay. All right. Uh, I'm saying the, the puppet. I understand that. Right. I'm telling okay. you, I don't think that's the case. I'm just saying plausible my deniability. Why are it's you helping fine. him out? I'm just helping him out. Let's go back. I want Alf to be good. Look, the He scene... might have eaten a few cats in his day, but I want Alf to be good. In my mind, all he ever did 
was every single episode was they tried to explain away to a neighbour or an unwitting friend why they had an alien in their house and then Alf spent the rest of the time looking out the window and at the end like it, they got away with it. Yeah. Like Harry Any and time. the Hendersons basically Pretty which is another one of those. Harder to hide. Anyway, the, the, the year is 1988. Right. Pete Donaldson's in the scout hut, the Cub scout hut. He's about yeah. to do a one-man show based on the 90s sitcom Bread. Take it away, Donaldson. The floor is yours. I'm not a man for preparation. I fucking know that. And uh, I was tasked with, and uh, with a friend, uh, to do a comedy skit at the Cub Scout talent show. Uh, and we were going to do a Trevor and Simon Sister Brothers uh, skit. Love where that. we pretended to be the Sister Brothers. And they, they always used to start every show by breaking through a lot of paper. And I remember sort of thinking, I'm going to put paper on that door and it's going to be really exciting. Because the most exciting, the best thing about Trevor and Simon is they used to break through a piece of paper at the start and yeah. be like wacky kind of... Have you um, seen, have you read that book, The Sisters Brothers by Patrick DeWitt? No. Set in the Wild West. Where's very, that come from? Very good. The Sisters Brothers. I, d- I, don't, I don't know what the reference was that they took it from. I know the why, but it's no. the same title. Oh. That's what the book's called. Oh. Carry on. So it's uh, so the, the, sisters bro- the Sister Brothers weren't taken off The Sisters Brothers. No, because this book came out about five years ago. Oh. Yeah. Was it about something that happened back in the Wild West, though, called the Sisters Brothers? No, they were called. The, that's what they were called. Right. I should have interjected. Maybe it was. There was no point Maybe to Trevor it. Maybe Travis Simon are big fans. Let's get this Cubs. They're on Twitter. I'm going to tweet them. Let's go. <laughs> let's get. Let's get. Let's get <laughs> cracking. I'm going to tweet him with a Luke Pete show account. Do, do it. Saying Trevor and Simon was your late '80s characters, the Sister Brothers, based on the Sisters Brothers. Yeah. In the Wild West. Yeah. Can you do that? Because I won't do it. No, no, you won't. <laughs> I'm going to tell you I'm going to do it, but then I'm not going to do it <laughs> until we get badgered by listeners. Well, it was just, uh, they, they said, uh, come up with something. Uh, Why are you doing it? For Christmas? What is it? It was, it was like a talent show. It's just, it's Harvest Festival. I don't fucking know. Take your tins in. Take your tins in, mate. Um, it would always be like stuff you'd never use. Like um, we'd always have this tin of um, pie filling. Yeah. And it'd be like kind of like really acrid jam. That had been there for five years. Oh, take that in. Sweet corn, love your job. They'll take if they're hungry. Unlo- they love it. Unlovable new potatoes. Have them. Oh yeah, tinned new potatoes. Tin potatoes. Yeah. Oh, used to eat a lot of them. To be fair. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, we're on stage, and I come up with the idea, panicked because my friend didn't come in that day, uh, so he would let me down, and he wasn't going to join me being Trevor and Simon or the sister. Why didn't brother, he come in? Brother. That's pathetic. He absolutely mugged me off. Yeah. Um, so I had to do what a one man show. Kevin. Right. And he didn't, he didn't. We need to talk about Kevin. Is that what the book's based on? We need to talk about Kevin. He didn't turn out to the Pete Donaldson. That's Trevor and Simon. Yeah. Um, and I uh, went up and panicked, uh, just did um, a couple of scenes from a, a episode of Bread I'd seen recently. And all I can remember from it what, is Are you that, playing all the characters? Is, yeah. So I'd sort of jump <laughs> to one side of the stage and do one character and then jump over the other side and do the other character. And the only thing I remember was Lilo Lil was the... Fancy lass of the granddad of the piece, I believe. Lila Lil was like a kind of like the the person that it is fancy girl, basically. Right. It didn't make any sense. But then I, I sashayed into I saw football on the stage and I picked it up and pretended to cry and said, "Hey, who's this? Who's this? Gaza. Gaza. It must have been post ninety then. Yeah, probably. It can't have been late eighties. So yeah, you must right, have been at least 90s. ten. You were older than you said. Yeah. Terrible, isn't it? Well, I was I'd probably cock on nine or ten. Yeah. Cock on. Cock on. Yeah. Yeah. So who won the talent show? Not me. No. Can you remember any of the no, other I acts? I cannot remember any of the other acts. I can remember at, at school, um, going to a school disco, junior school, so mm. it would have been under probably probably nine or ten. Mm. What year did um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle film come out? 
Oh, that's a good point. I don't know. With the accompanying single Turtle Power by Partners in Crime with a Y. Uh, to strive to do what's right. Um, it probably was about 1988. So I was still at primary okay. school and all that. So I was seven or eight. Mm. So um, I used to, get, I was obsessed with it. I used to love it. And I used to have this T-shirt saying built to shred on it with Raphael <laughs> on the front. Right? <laughs> I used to wear it everywhere. That doesn't make any sense. Have a shred, have shredder on it. But when we had like a, when we had a, um, a school disco, uh, I was wearing this shirt. It was t-shirt. 1990. Okay, right. So I'd have been about nine. Mm. Um, I was wearing this T-shirt, built to shred T-shirt, and then we went into um, into the school disco, which was held in the school hall. Mm. And I was with my friend John Patter and another guy. I forget who it was. But I was quite close friends with John Patter at that point. Mm. And uh, the other guy, um, we were pals with him, that well. And for some reason, I made up to this other guy that me and John Patter had this dance to... Turtle Power by Partners in Crime. <laughs> but we didn't. Yeah. Right? So, and it would have been fine had we just, you know, left m- it. Made bellends of ourselves in front of him mm. and they would have laughed about it. But he went and told everyone. And the next thing you know, everyone's around us. And what? And at the school disco, did they play Partners in Crime? Yeah. And when they played it, oh, everyone was around us. That's what no. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So it's, it's one of those things when you're a kid, you make up a story and it goes too far. And we end up having to just ham fist our way through this made up improvised thing. And it was just ridiculous. And, and for, I don't remember getting bullied for it or getting like a lot of stick for it, but it was quite embarrassing. Maybe it was brilliant. Was it proper Brent? Proper kind of panicked, kind of just... Yeah. I think I think we were just sort of aping what we seen Vanilla Ice do or something. Like, <laughs> when he came on like Top of the Pops or whatever. Bloody smashing that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in the same boat as you, mate. Very enjoyable. Do, yeah, you, know, do, you, know, do you know what I've been doing this week, uh, Luke? What's that? I've been trying to find, not really, um, trying to find some um, South London um, World War II stretcher fences. You know those fences that... Um, well, I did not expect you to say that. <laughs> um, when the war ended in forty-five, I've got a memory. Um, at forty-five, uh, the, uh, the a lot of the um, uh, stretchers were like made of like pretty decent metal because obviously the war effort, all the metal went into um, that. So the stretchers were quite durable. Um, so they were just kind of like flat um, sort of pipes in, a, in an oblong shape with yeah. mesh. Yep. Some deformed by the people who would have used them at some point, uh, with little kind of um, why do you want one? Little kind of nodules. I don't want one. The little nodules in them to um, to elevate them from the floor a little bit. Right. Um, they're very rudimentary. But at the end of the war, they tur- a lot of the London boroughs turned them into fencing. And if you walk past them, you would oh. never know they were there. So right. Would, but um, they're they're not they're, the ones in Kennington. I think are protected by um, law. You're not allowed to change them or anything. Right. But they are get they are they are getting knocked down, getting removed at a rate of knots in London. So, but Nobody knows where they all are, which is the spookiest thing. But can you not see them when you know where they are? Do they stand out? Yeah, you know they're there when you see them. But the problem is they're not being mapped, so nobody actually knows. Like councils don't really know where they are and how many of them are used. That's and fascinating. How so it's a it's a it's a tangible piece of World War Two history that's in London, and you can just walk past them every day and not really sort of give it a second look. But I'll start. Were, I'll keep an eye out from now on. Then so stretches turned into fences in London. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Very nice. Weird. Have you, so have you actually seen any yourself? I've seen. A, I've seen. I've walked past a couple in uh, London and thought they look strange, but you don't really start take a register. photo, mate. Take a yeah. photo. Um, good stuff. That uh, last time around, we I, I I I put it out to the listeners, and I wouldn't normally persevere with this, but because it's the listeners involved, I thought I should. I asked them to choose what they want us to talk about. Mm. It was a number of one to. Oh yeah, I can see that. Oh, I've seen those before. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, they're cool. Very Weird, good. Isn't it? 
Where's that one? Stretches. Where's that one, Pete? Kennington? That one is in Southwark. Okay, rocking so a mistake. South London near Waterloo. I mean, this piece was uh, last year, so they might have been. Uh... I, w- I walked past the Rocking Mistake actually because I um, I work. I've got a place of work near there. Oh, anyway, look at that. Jeremy Corbyn uh, criticised for wearing scruffy underwear to Armistice Day service. Is that man? Is that man just going to constantly be criticised for courts he wears to memorial services? I think he's a bellend. I think um, he's a five five. Although I did used to like him. Pete, as a card carrying Labour member. Five subjects. We did two last time. There's three left. You've got to choose two, three, or five. Oh. Um. When I read the subject, you need to give me something on it. Go. All right, okay. Uh, two, three, or five? Uh, two. Games you invented when you were young. Surely. Oh. Surely, Pete Donaldson. We used to play a game called Kick the Can. Do you ever remember that? I mean, that this sounds like pretty easily easily described, I guess, isn't it? Just kick a can around? Well, it was never really a can. It was a football <laughs> we used to use. So we used to have a back alley down the back of our house. You're kicking the can down the road. Yeah. So I don't know speak. where it came from. I don't know where the name of it came from, but <laughs> we, we used to have a back alley down our house. All the kids used to play out there. You'd put a football in the middle of the alley mm. and someone would kick it and the put and in the time it took for the person who was it to go and get it and bring it back, right. you have to hide. So it was uh. like an, an elaborated game of hide and seek. So and then, skill versus um, verve. But back in the traditional game power. of hide and seek, you would say, Pete, I see you behind the tree, mm. you're out, right? Yeah. But that's not how it worked in Kick the Can. Mm. If you found them or saw them, mm. you had to leg it back to the football, Yeah, right? Before they got back, yeah, and touched the football, and they would be out, and they'd sit in the holding look, pen. Look, look, we've all played block, block one, two, three, block, block one, one, two, three, three. It's block one, two, three, mate. But if someone got back there first and kicked the ball, everyone was released again. Uh, yeah, I think they, yeah, there was a holding pen sort block of situation. Block one, two, yeah. three. Is that what football, you called it? There was no football involved. But we'd use it on a palisade or a or a wall. People would just sit on a wall. Yeah, but how would you yeah. kick it to get away? So you'd get time to get hide. You would just count, wouldn't you? You just have one. Not it's, like, it's like hide and seek, but you, you started like hide and seek and end it like whatever. Not the same chimeric nonsense you were up to. If you played Kick the Can or your own variation on it, hello at lukeandpeacher.com. Mm. Rock one, two, three, we've just established, is a separate game. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to ask you on this uh, shortlist from listeners is the closest you've ever come to death. Um, uh, I fell down some stairs in Japan. That was pretty... What happened? D- rough. Um, I was going to Al, who... He, he will readily admit. He won't, actually. He'll hate me for saying this. He is not one for uh, um, an emergency, let's say. Right. Not one for planning, not one for an emergency. He's worse than me. Uh, I felt I mean, that is staggering. I was, I was, what, I sort of saw this sort of dark um, sort of stairs going down and I sort of put one foot down, two feet down and the steps just kept coming and I kept falling and I just started falling and apps, and I, that could have been broken neck. I managed to roll onto my back at the last moment and I had such a horrible fucking bruise. Like right up this one side of my body. How many stairs were talking? Breathe. Um, fifteen. It was a good old. Like, it was like, pitch dark. Like, it was pitch dark down there, and I remember sort of looking up, and going, <gasps> looking up at Al and thinking, "You can't. You're not going to know how to fucking get me to a hospital." Shit. So what happened then? <laughs> um, Is that when you got hit by the moped as well? I was just. I remember oh, that was Korea, sort of. Um, I got run over in, in Japan, didn't I? Yeah. Um, uh, I just sort of sat there for a bit. Realised that was more or less okay, but yeah, the next couple of days were a bit painful. My word! But I just remember sort of going, "That was a terrible stroke of luck, a wonderful stroke of luck." Yeah, that I didn't die. And could have been snap, snap How long would it have been if, if you were on your own? How long would it have been before someone found you? Oh, there was no reason for anybody down there. I don't, I don't, I don't know why the stairwell was unlit and just like that. Crazy. Well, um, I, I, a, guy, a guy I know who I won't name. He went on a date once, went back to the other person's house, and hmm. um, woke up in the middle of the night. 
to go to the toilet, yeah. walk down the corridor, opened the door to what he thought was the bathroom, and it was the basement. Stepped in, fell down the stairs, <laughs> couldn't, and, and like, like you, smashed his back. Mm. Couldn't move. Mm. Had to lie there all night. The, the other person woke up yeah. and thought that he'd done a runner. Right. So they just went to work. Oh, no. And he was there all day as well. <gasps> and there's only when the guy, got, the, the guy came back that they realised. That is, I mean, that's yeah. no way. Are they still together? <laughs> no, they still together? I don't believe so, no. Oh. I don't believe so. It's terrible. But I, I remember once walking back from a pub as well, a few of my pals, and um, it was, it, those of you who are listening from this part of the world, you'll know, in Gosport, there's a place called St. George's Barracks. It's mm. a massive old MOD thing, and it's mm. surrounded by these fences. Not major stretches, but fences nonetheless. And um, I was walking back round it after being, uh, I think I was either out in Portsmouth, so I'd come back across the ferry, across the harbour, or I'd been in a pub down near the ferry, walking down with a couple of pals, and no word of a lie, about 10 metres in front of me, a car swerved across the road and smashed through the fence. Mm. And it was a drunk driver, and he had totaled the car. He would, I think he was okay, but he totaled the car, smashed through the fence. And it, if we had left five seconds later, we'd have been dead. Yeah. There's no way any human being would have survived it. No. It was going about 40 miles an hour. Yeah. Smashed into this fence. Uh, that's probably the closest I've come. Fucking idiot. Hello at LukeandPeacher.com. We talked a bit about that before. Someone was didn't have seven near-death experiences or something in one email. Mm, but I think uh, people sort of discounted him as being a bit of an idiot. Then he, he did definitely win the lottery, though. He gave his money away. Transport. A lot of them are transport-related, weren't yeah. they? I was, we I was a couple of trends behind the 7-7 uh, uh, Finsley Park uh, bomb. Were you? Yeah. The girl we worked with. She was, she, she, was, was, she was in it, wasn't she? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, terrible. Anyway, let's have a little Awful. break. Come back, and I'm going to do an email about some lube and a dog's anus. <laughs> you are making promises. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The problem appears to be that we haven't got our photo ID to try and travel to Scotland, which, as far as I can remember, was in the British Isles. Uh, what can we do? We're utterly hamstrung by these thick-headed people wearing orange suits. Wow. Yeah, there we go. There as, as promised, Tom from South East London has been in touch, and this is a great email because it went um, in the direction I didn't expect, mm, Okay, let's say. Says, Hi chaps, long time listener of the show, uh, wanted to share this with you. I've worked in a local supermarket for a few years to support myself at uni. And despite not being the most exciting job, some of the unbelievably idiotic and bizarre questions I get from customers are worth their weight in gold. My favourite of all time happened recently when I was called to the tills to answer a query about a product. Walking over, I saw the couple in question holding a bottle of lube. Here we go. I thought this is going to be good. <laughs> Expecting a question that was going to reveal far too much about the couple's sex life, I was surprised to be asked by the woman whether this product would be suitable for lubricating her pregnant Staffordshire Bull Terrier's anus. Oh. As she wanted to insert a thermometer and take its temperature. Before I could reply, she informed me that she had already Googled this and asked a vet, but just wanted to make sure. 
Retrospectively, her seriousness only improves the story, but at the time I was annoyed that she expected me to know this information. I told her, of course, that I didn't have a clue, having never used a product before myself, particularly not for the moistening of a dog's rectum. I'm sorry, but if you're... I'm led to believe she chanced it. <laughs> well, she didn't chance it. She asked three people. That's from Tom. One of which worked in the supermarket. Yeah. I, I mean, sorry. There's something about the culture nowadays where you, you just feel like you, there's no kind of common sense anymore. I have to ask, like, it's lube. It, if it's fine for, 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 like, they're not ingesting it, are they? They just use, use butter. What can dogs eat? It's time for time. Use that. You use if, it. if it's something, use oil. What, what can dogs eat? <laughs> anything dogs rub, eat everything rub the tomato on some fucking beef jerky and jam it up there it doesn't fucking matter I know of a dog who ate 40 eggs and the shells <laughs> wow that's and pretty good my father-in-law's dog Aspen great great lad mm. he ate three sticks of butter on the left on the side they eat anything I I told you like, last time my Japan holiday I ate uh, a, a big mouthful of uh, butter you thought it was cheese right I thought it was cheese yeah I remember you did yeah terrible yeah, any any um sort of uh, stories, Pete, off the back of that relating to dogs' anuses or lube? Um, I can't say I've been acquitted. They say that if um a dog clamps its um jaws on you, you're supposed to pop pop your little finger up there, but bum bum to to unclamp oh, yeah. it. Yeah, just watch like calmly do that. Like a control yeah. up delete. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How are you going to find an? If you if you're that calm, you can find a dog's anus when you've got a with your little finger. <laughs> <laughs> can so can someone find me some lube? I'd, you'd have to lick it first, wouldn't you? Imagine that with the dog. Imagine the, dog, the police turn up and you've got a dog wrapped around your arm, clamped, and you've got your no. other arm. Open and you're looking look at the door. Up it, like an arm warmer. The, police, the policeman walks in. What are you doing? You I'm got... sticking my finger up its ass. Why? Why are you doing that? What, what, what came first there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Is the dog clamped around your arm because of that? No. Okay. Or the first thing you say, it's not what it looks like. <laughs> My favourite um, uh, thing is like a blog uh, that uh, does. There's a one blog that does like um, amateur pornography IKEA uh, stuff, where basically they find amateur pornography like uh, fucking streaming sites, or whatever, uh, Pornhub or whatever, um, and they find like amateur videos that have been uploaded, and then they find like the exact IKEA furniture that they've got in the background, right? And they take a screenshot of it and they put. This is what this is the product if you want this. And they it just seems like an elaborate ploy to get out of the fact that your girlfriend caught you watching pornography. Yeah. I don't have a girlfriend, so it's oh, not yeah, my it's problem. True. It's fine. Yeah. Um and uh, but there's another one that also has um dogs or cats that just appear in the background of What? This is presumably this is amateur porn, right? Yeah, like webcam shit. Yeah, so there's people okay, just right. going at it and the dog will just go, hello, and <laughs> just pop its head into the camera or something. Classic. That's brilliant. I remember the other day, um, Probably classes. I know porn, I imagine. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Um, With any luck. Speaking of not that, um, the other week, um, <laughs> my cat's been over-grooming, probably through stress. Hard to tell. Right. Um, so so that's well one, well one documentary uh, uh, he's on it. Yeah, it is. Uh, he shall not grow old. Um, I took him <laughs> to the vet and said, look, what's going on? She said, look, it can be anything. Um, oh, Valium. She said that she, she had a, um, a couple came in with a cat and they were driven to distraction by how much it was over-grooming right. through anxiety. Yeah. And they maintained that you know, he'd always been really well treated, there's nothing wrong with him, yeah. and they tried all this different stuff. Turned out that um, they had rearranged their furniture in their living room, and that's what had done it. Oh. Cats are very sensitive to that sort of you've environmental tree, change. You've had a tree surgeon? Well, I've had all sorts of going on. You've had your garden but going on? Anyway, we haven't got to the bottom of it, but now it's starting right. to get a bit colder. Magnus, bless hair. him. He's hair, getting longer. He's not, um, he's not um, it could be that. He's not doing it anymore, so right. it's fine. But anyway, at the time, we didn't know. She said, look, it could be anything. Just look after him. it would be fine. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. Um, he's not got any um, 
issue with his skin. It's just right. as long as he doesn't break the skin, it'll be fine. But she said, but because of the area he's um, he's over grooming, basically on, on, on the small of his back and his tail, right. it might be that he has his anal glands needs to be cleaned. Oh wow! I was like, pardon? Do you have glands? What cats what are have they? got anal glands? What, what do they so do? Sort of dogs. As oh, if for spraying shit. I think it's to do with. Stuff. I think it's to do with lubricating the, the stool so it can come out. Oh, do we have can get dirty. I don't think so, Pete. No. Oh. And, can I get them grafted in? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, body mod. <laughs> what did you have done? Anal glands. Anal glands. So, that, so the boy had his anal glands cleaned, and the way we we had to hold it, we do have anal glands. He was facing me the whole time, and he was looking at me, going, "You vicious shit! <laughs> what are you doing this to me for?" <laughs> you he dirty was absolutely boy. gutted. Dogs have them. Cats have them. Humans, thank God, don't have them. There you go. You had to Google that. Did you? Oh, they make like a stinky fluid. Uh, yeah, it's, it, st- it's, it smells horrendous. Ooh. Pete, I can't believe you had to Google that after what you just said That's about people not not rub their, using common sense. Rub their um. Rub their bum on the floor. Yeah, but like our stools need softening, don't they? Sometimes I don't believe so. No. But you, you have famous problems with it, don't you? Well, I guess is it because um, those animals are carn- pure, pure carnivores, like so they don't eat a lot of veg um, in the wild. Cats eat grass, don't they? Help with their digestion. Really? You famously only had three poos the yeah. entire of 2012. A tie decade. No, it wasn't. It was. It was a year. Stop trying to downplay it. You went what, three poos in a year. Well, clearly not true. I would have uh, to have an operation, wouldn't I? How many did you have in a year? What do you mean? You in 2012, you were so constipated. You had like a half. You, of the you repeating this has become like a fact in your head. <laughs> I'm not Donald it's really Trump. Confusing. <laughs> I'm not Donald. You've done. You've done. Um, <laughs> you've done this weird kind of like Mandela theory, kind of like the Peter that had three poos in 2016 or whatever. 2012, actually. 2012. Do an email, Peter. Do an email. Oh, don't throw that at me, quick. Uh, Chris Best. Hello, Chris Best. Uh, I was listening to your email about the. Um, uh, the guys who had uh, hot and cold Ribena at the school that wasn't actually hot and cold. Oh, yeah. It wasn't physically cold. It was spicy or um, icy. Or mental or whatever. Mentholy. Yeah. Um, although I don't remember these. Are, 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 our school sold something um, called Tizer Ice. That the exact, I remember that. The, the exact same promise to be cold, even if the can itself wasn't cold. Did it have a picture of a man's face on the front with his head taken off? Probably. Are they all? I think that was that was a rebranding of the Tizer head. Oh, anyway. right. Okay. Um, I've seen this advertised on the TV a few weeks before. I was desperate to get my hands on a can. In my youthful mind, this was going to be so cold and refreshing, it would instantly ice up my tongue. I bought a can at the morning break and left it in my bag to warm up. I think the school must have kept it in the fridge because uh, that's rather kind, uh, but it kind of defeats the purpose. I cracked it open, preparing for the icy onslaught instead. What I got was something that tasted like a chemical fruity mouthwash. When I looked on the side of the can, the Tizer people had simply added menthol to normal Tizer to make it taste cold. I can confirm that the only thing it did to my temperature was made to go up with rage. Yeah, that's. I mean, I mean, what does he expect though? I guess he was just a young man at the time. So. Yeah, nothing like childhood disappointment. He says, "Do you remember um, for a brief period of time, Nescafe did uh, um, cans of coffee that you would jam your finger at the bottom of, uh, and the chemicals would mix and heat it would it up. heat up the uh, coffee to, to a rather lukewarm, did it work? disappointing way? It did work, yeah, but it was like I never drink, really drink coffee, so I'm not, not saying I would have mm. tried. I remember it existing. Though. I do sort of, the, the, you know, I talk about Japan quite a lot, but I, I do think the ubiquitous nature of the vending machines that serve both hot and cold drinks are just something special it's just something to behold really you can get a can of co- I can walk three metres and I've got a can of either hot coffee or cold coffee in my hand am I right in saying that it's, it's seen as um, sort of rude to walk and eat in Japan yeah you don't eat on the street you, you, you can't smoke on the um, street either you have to smoke in um, designated areas and I think it came from literally one or two situations where um, a bloke was walking down the street and he caught a kid in the eye or something. 
and, right. and they and just banned the it outright. You can smoke in restaurants, you can smoke in bars, you can smoke can in you? nightclubs, you can smoke everywhere. Okay. Apart from walking down the street. Apart from the most well-ventilated place <laughs> in the know, country. It's yeah, mental, okay. isn't it? That is very strange. Every um, kind of hotel you ever stay in will have like Febreze uh, that you can spray on your clothes because it's just because your clothes stink otherwise. Absolutely. It's strange. funny how how sort of much that whole sensibility has changed because yeah. it's just par for the course when we were younger. Wasn't Huge, it? Yeah. You'd stink of cigarette smoke. The I whole remember time. smoking on. Like, I remember people smoking on trains up until late eighties. You could smoke on a flight, couldn't you? Back yeah. row, back row smoking. And um, on the bus, when I used to get the bus with my mum when yeah. I was a kid, I used to smoke. smoke Everything the back. used to just smell of smoke all the time. Yeah, which that's is why weird, though, isn't it? That's why they ha- they have to. I might have mentioned this before, but that's why you still find ashtrays on new planes because mm. they acknowledge that certain people are going to break the rules and try yeah. and smoke on the toilet, and they can't risk it not being put out properly. Yeah. So they have to have ashtrays there anyway. Yeah. It's interesting. Also, if you lift up the no smoking sign on some um, some uh, toilet doors, um, there's a little handle, and you can open the door without uh, unlocking it. That's for if people have been not in the toilet. An emergency. Oh, emergency. good to know. Good to know that. Good yeah. little hack, Pete. Little hack. Good little life hack. hack All right. Things. Listen, I think that's probably about as much time as we've got this time got, around. We've gone through a lot, I think. We have. And I'm going away soon to the US, so we'll have to do a few more of these oh, in, in advance, what? Peter. All right, darling. Um, and hopefully when I come back, I can tell you some stories about beautiful New England at Thanksgiving time. Nyangland. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com to get in touch at Luke and Pete Show on Twitter and Instagram. Peter, say goodbye. I'm a pumpkin pie. See you later. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.